So this is David Leibovitz. I'm back with my podcast. I can be found at davidleibovitz.substack.com. And I enjoy talking to bakers and pastry chefs and cooks especially. But I have to say, I have a special fondness for people in the first two categories, bakers <laughs> and pastry chefs, because I was a professional baker for many years and then I left the business. But I still keep in touch with a lot of bakers and I really, we're sort of in a loosely knit community around the world, mm -hmm. I would say, and we all share something in common. We love to bake. So one of my favorite bakers, I'm here in Brooklyn, New York, at winter, and I'm here with Ali Spar. Ali, how are you? I'm doing well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels funny to talk to you like this because we're usually on the street yeah. and we're drinking coffee or something and I know. you're busy. One of the few moments I'm like sitting down. And I know. <laughs> yeah. People don't real people used to say to me, like, oh, how do bakers stay so thin? I'm yeah. like, it's like Constantly. doing three aerobics yeah. classes in a row. It's like, the amount of stairs and running around. Yeah. And lifting yeah. 50 pound bags of oh, flour yeah. is a yes. lot. Yeah, so most bakers are in very a good, good workout. Shape. Yeah, there was actually a woman who I met once who had moved to France to do an internship, and she was upset because she had to lift bags of flour. Oh my goodness! So yeah. <laughs> get used to it. I yeah. said, I said, well, um, you know, maybe you know, you might want to consider something else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're the pastry chef, pastry chef at yep. Winner here in New York, and for those that don't know, Winner is in Park Slope which is kind of a pretty residential part of Brooklyn. It has a reputation for being sort of upscale, a lot of families, but it's actually quite diverse. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of young people, there's yeah. a lot of multicultural families in certain sections, and it's a very diverse part of Park Slope, uh, Brooklyn, I should say as well. Yeah. Much more than people realize. But <laughs> Winter opened, Winter, it's hard to describe what Winter is, <laughs> but it's kind of a takeout, Deli bakery? Yeah, kind of all-day bakery, cafe. <laughs> yeah, it's, what are we? We're winner. <laughs> you're a winner. That's yeah. all that matters is that you're a winner. <laughs> but you opened in 2020. Yes. And you opened right when the pandemic started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably, I want to say maybe two weeks before the actual shutdown. Um, did you so. know something was coming or did No, I mean, it? yeah, I think we, we knew an opening was coming and I think that that was a little stressful and there was some anxiety around that, but we were excited and then all of a sudden the pandemic got thrown into the mix, a uh -huh. shutdown happened. Um, so that was a whole new... Whole new set of issues to tackle with an opening. But actually, you folks were very much, you sort of won at the pandemic because you had a takeout window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of luck was on our side is, mm -hmm. you know, we have um, a window that faces out into the street and we're a corner location. And okay. so it was, it was pretty easy to go from just not allowing customers inside to order. Mm -hmm. And people were, goods. yeah, people yeah. wanted, people were like, I want a croissant, we can't come to out. Paris. Yeah, yeah. They, want, they wanted coffees, they wanted sugar, and they wanted, uh, you know, some carbs. So. Yeah. Yep, that sounds like everything I <laughs> yeah. ate during the lockdown. Yeah, right. And it was funny, because I actually made a deal, when during the lockdown, I said, I'm gonna work out every day for an hour. I watched like a video, like a Pilates yeah. video. Yeah. So I actually lost weight, because I wasn't like <laughs> going to bakeries all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was eating pretty well. <laughs> but I, I should sort of back up. I met you because mm -hmm. Daniel Eddy, who is the owner and chef, I guess you would yeah. say, of Winner. And it's funny to say chef because you mostly have sandwiches and takeout yeah. chicken and so forth. Right. But I met him in Paris. Yeah. 
And I didn't realize he had decamped to Park Slope. Oh, yeah. And then I think I saw, maybe it was in the New York Times, the review of okay. Winner, which was incredible. Yeah. So, you know, it was Winner. Very nice review, yeah. Yeah. And I saw, <laughs> oh, Daniel's here uh, yeah. in Brooklyn, so next time I come, mm -hmm. I'll come visit. And then I met you, of course, because I was surprised at the quality of pastries here. And oh, gosh, that's not an insult. That's yeah. a compliment. It's like I was no, surprised. No, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you live in France, too. It's it's not always expected to find, you know, well, similar America, quality baked goods. In well, people in America, people, you know, a lot of Americans say, why can't we get bread like that in, right. in America? Why can't we get croissants? It's right. like, well, Americans don't have a culture of buying bread every day. Right. Right. Um, but I, from what I read somewhere that you had, you had met Daniel, you were working at a restaurant mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Yes, yeah, Walnut Street Cafe. And he sort of off, and you can, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, yeah. but he said to you, <laughs> I want you to do something like France, like bread daily, pastries daily. Yeah. True I or think, false? Um, <laughs> sort of true. <laughs> yeah. I think um, in Philadelphia was, that was an all-day cafe, um, and it was pastry-heavy because Melissa Weller had headed up kind of the baked good situation Were you doing more American there. pastries there? Um, no, it, I think it was tailored more towards French baked goods. You mm. know, it was really through Melissa that I learned croissants and Queen Amans. And that's and Melissa Funkweller? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. I love her. I <laughs> yeah. need to get her on, too. Yeah. She's great. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She 100% is my mentor and a big part of, you know, why. Oh. I got to where oh, I am. Really? See, I did not know that um, you yeah, worked with so her. Melissa and Daniel I met at Walnut Street. And that really was a welcoming environment for me because it was the baked goods that I loved in France. Mm -hmm. But I was learning how to make them. It was, you know, in my home country. It, it um, really sparked this idea of, oh, there's a market for this. And there are people that, mm -hmm. that want this. And there are people that are trained in this that want to share that, you know, with so we were talking a little bit before. Um, you went to baking school in France. Yes. Where did you go? I went to Ferrandi. Okay. Um, yeah. Ferrandi is a school in Paris. It is. And can you tell people, it's, they have two schools. They have one for French people yes. and one for people who speak English because they right. do the coursework in English. Yeah. So what made you go to France? Because people write to me and they're like, I want to go to cooking yeah. school in France. I don't speak English. I'm like, well, maybe you should go to cooking school in America. Right. You know, there's great yeah. bakers here. Yeah. What made you want to go to France? Um, so I was a French major in college. <laughs> okay, seeing so you know all those verbs yeah. and everything. Oh, um, okay. But I think that that kind of love, maybe obsession with uh -huh. France started um, really in college. And I had the chance to study abroad. Uh -huh. um, during my time abroad, I interned with a chef kind of for fun. Uh -huh. At that point in my life, I wasn't thinking of doing anything professionally um, with baking. And he recommended Ferrandi, mm -hmm. kind of. It's a good program. Open, yeah, yeah, I don't think good. that would have been on my mind that I could have gone to culinary school in France. Mm -hmm. Not because of the language barrier, but I think, you know, it's it's all yeah. the way across the ocean, and yeah. it's hard to get into certain programs if you are international. Did you? Um, were you in the French program or the? I was English? in the international program, okay. the English program, just because I wasn't. French, I, you know. Okay. I was a, see, when I went to culinary yeah. school, I was in the French program because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have, they, they didn't want to have right. English classes at Le Note when gotcha. I was there because they, yeah. they wanted to keep it at a certain level. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting because the classes were in English, but then the internship, you were in a French bakery or restaurant. Where did you do an internship? Uh, Gerard Moulot. Oh. Yeah. That, at the time, well, I remember when that was yeah. the bakery in Paris. Oh, yeah. 
because there weren't a lot of bakeries that people yeah. were famous, you know, that people made famous. Right. How was that? Uh, it was great. Okay. I mean, just a wonderful learning experience, just very classic French pastry. And mm-hmm. that was what I wanted to learn, you know? Yeah, it was a very traditional French kitchen. And but that they do was... spectacular. Like, it's, everything's beautiful, but oh, it tastes yeah. good. Right. It yeah. tastes good. And um, yeah, some of the entremets are just so well designed. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it feels like a dream now when I talk about it. But yeah, it was Well, not it was everybody hard, has a great was, experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's grueling, yeah, actually. Right. It's a little, it's a different yeah. barometer. No pun intended, not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, had to get a tougher skin, I think, working in a French kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, than in an American kitchen? You know, it's tough in any yeah. kitchen, I think. Um, but there's a little bit of an edge in France that I don't think okay, you're always yeah. prepared for as an American. Well, as a baker, like I always worked with women because yeah. there's a lot of women bakers right. and pastry chefs. And right. one of the line cooks once was making fun of me and he called me one of the pastry girls or okay. something. And yeah. I said, there's nothing wrong with being a woman. Right. And he just kind of looked at me. Yeah. I was like, stop talking. No response. Yeah, yeah, that's not like an insult to be, you know. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I was, was like, I work with these amazing women. I yeah. love women. You know? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, if anything has taught us in the recent years too, like... Women are strong. Oh, yeah. You know? well, especially bakers. You yeah. Know, baking is hard. Right. A lot of women, you know. Another thing about working at a professional restaurant yeah. is all these, I mean, I haven't worked in a lot of them, but the ones I've worked at, it doesn't really matter who you are, what right. your, whatever your, you know, whatever yeah. your, whoever you, if you can do the job, that's the most important right. thing. Yeah. And I think what was interesting with baking in France, the pastry shop I worked in was mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of probably a handful of women. And so that, you know, I walked into a kitchen being one of a few women, being the American, uh-huh. you know, being pretty young at that time. And uh, all the cards were stacked against me to a, to a certain degree. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's if you can get the job done, if you can learn and you can do it fast, yeah. they're going to respect you. And I think that that I had a little, my, when I went, to, we talked about this a little yeah. before, but I, when I had gone to pastry school, one of the classes, right. the people were not nice to me. Yeah. And it was a mixture of men and women. They okay. were French. And it's not because they were French. It was right. because it was professional school. Oh, and for sure. they were trying to assert authority, yeah. shall we say? Shall right. we say? So that was very <laughs> interesting. But I learned, yeah. you know, because I spent most of my life at like Chez Panisse where, right. you know, it wasn't, we weren't sitting around filing our nails, right. but it was in, you know. It was a good place to work. It was owned by a woman. Of and course, it was yeah. in Berkeley, so. Yeah. You know. A bit of a culture shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you're here in Brooklyn. And yes. I have a bunch of pastries here in front of me, and I probably should have taken a picture before we started. Oh, yeah. Which okay. um, I might have to go down and get another one after yeah. we're done. But <laughs> The aftermath. <laughs> I was, I, I have to say, I was really stunned when I came here the first time because I saw your pastries. And I see, you know, a lot of croissants in America. Yeah. And I had Brian Ford on my show, and he had said something about croissants. He's like, why is everyone obsessed with croissants? Yeah. And it's a fair question. Yeah. But one of the reasons is because they're really good. Right. Um, <laughs> and yours were, are, I was going to say were, they are yeah. really good. Thank you. Um, yeah. They're actually spectacular. Thank um, you. Sorry, now you're blushing. But I'm <laughs> blushing too because I'm I'm excited for you. I mean, you're like so David talented. Like David Leibovitz. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean... There's a beautiful croissant in front of us, and there's a beautiful pan au chocolat, which is a croissant for people that don't know. Well, usually with a bar of chocolate. Right. There's a coffee cake. There's a monkey bread. There's a chocolate chip cookie. Yes. 
there's a baguette and I'm gonna, we'll sort of go around and talk about these things. But yeah. one thing people are often surprised about, they say, oh, well, how come when we go to France, the croissants are a euro? And mm -hmm. why are they three or five euros yeah. in America? Right. And my friend Gus has a bakery in Bushwick. He's mm. French and he's okay. addressed that a few times. Yeah. But <laughs> tell people like what goes into making a croissant? It's a lot. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of labor, um, a lot of butter, which is not cheap. And we are buying French butter, so oh, you, are. you know we are paying a premium for that. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, yeah, if you just break down the the labor associated with it, lamination takes time, shaping takes time, proofing yeah. and baking them. It all it all adds up. And we are using good quality ingredients. And Which, are you using bird de isigny from yes. Normandy? Yeah. Yep. It's very so good butter. I can't, yeah, I can't get away from that. And I have tried with other butters and it's just, it's not the same. It's also, you know, I trained in France. Like there's yeah. always going to be a part of me that's a little partial to I went to French their factory products. with Rye who has a Supermoon Bakehouse. Oh, nice. And we yeah. had fun. He, speak, he used to work in France. Yeah. So we had okay. a lot of fun, but there was a lot yeah. of butter. I'm sure. And he uses the butter too because he said, yeah. you know, it, French butter is cultured. Yeah. And it's, tell us what that does, because yeah. what's the difference between just regular butter and cultured butter in baking? Yeah, I honestly don't know if I okay. know things. <laughs> so we edit that out. Well, it's okay. You don't have, I mean, one thing, like a lot of you, you might not know yeah. why it works, but yeah. the culture, there's some lactic acid in it that okay. reacts with the other ingredients, and that's what gotcha. makes baked goods with cultured butter taste better. Taste, it's the yeah. lactic acid. Yeah, because I remember when I bought from them, they actually had two different versions, and one was their cultured butter and mm -hmm. one wasn't, but I'm assuming maybe it's just to a certain degree, or yeah. I don't know. But their butter is really good. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah and, and the one that we use is just, it's flex like a little more flexible, mm. which is really nice. It's a high uh, fat percentage. Okay, so you yeah. have a, there's a croissant here, yes. and there's a pan au chocolat here. Yes. And last time I was in New York, I don't know what happened. I was somehow some, maybe you gave me one or I bought one. I got home and I bit into it. And I was like, oh my God, there's a lot of chocolate in here. A lot of chocolate, yes. And I think I texted you and I said, oh my God. And you said, yeah, I like a lot of chocolate yeah. in mine. I'm like, finally. Because in France, you know, they can be stingy. Yeah. You know, because they can only charge a euro or right. euro 10. Right. Which and, is like a you dollar. Know, we're just talking about how expensive the ingredients are. Chocolate is also not cheap. So yeah. what that kind was, of chocolate um, do you use? Using Valrona, the okay. Valrona batons. Um, oh. So that and was a conversation with Daniel. Can is, I cut this yes, open? Yes, okay. please do. I actually put four sticks of chocolate. Oh, is it just for me or? <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, no. 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 No, it's, it's always four sticks of chocolate because mm. that's one of my biggest qualms with it is if I'm having a chocolate croissant, it better taste like chocolate. You know, mm. it should be <gasps> indulgent. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. But I, I remember Daniel was like, we're going to have to charge how much for these croissants? And I'm mm. like, it is worth mm. it. Trust me. Mm. Um, but you bake is. throughout the day. Yeah. Often in France, you go to a bakery and they put everything out in the morning. Yeah. Then they're done. So you're baking. I have I'm covered <laughs> with crumbs. Crumbs, yeah. <laughs> but you are baking all day. Yes. And you have things come out at certain times of the day. Is that we do, yeah. So most of our viennoiserie is going to be readily available. And a lot of our morning baked goods are available as soon as we open at mm. uh, 7.30. Mm -hmm. But it's a small space where 
expanding. We're learning to get in proper equipment, staffing up. You know, it's it's all part of the process. You work in a very small. I've been down it's in the kitchen. It's an extremely small kitchen <laughs> with very small ovens. You it's know, in the basement. It's yeah. hot. Um, and there's a so few of you. We can only do so much, and we are fortunate that demand's so high. Mm-hmm. But that means we have to be creative with our bake schedule. So there's always a line at winter. Yeah, a little what's, bit notorious for that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it can be substantial. But people, yeah. I was saying to, when I came over to meet you today, I said, you know, everyone's always happy here. Yeah. And you said, well, there's a few people. Not always, because yeah. <laughs> we sometimes run out of things. We sell out, or, yeah, yeah. the line is well, you, too long, you know. It moves quickly, but... Well, I had to explain to some people, like, yeah. I said, well, you know, you can only produce so much. Right. Especially if, you you know, if you have a factory, you can increase yeah. production. But if you're in a base, you know, yeah. in a kitchen, and yeah. you're rolling you're it. Do you have a sheeter or do you use a rolling pin? <laughs> we have a sheeter. Uh, that was a big thing before I started this job. I told Daniel I'm... Not taking this job unless the sheeters. Okay, involved. we didn't have a sheeter at <laughs> Shape Put my Bunnies. foot down. Yeah, I've done hand lamination. I am very impressed by people who are doing hand lamination on a big scale. Mm-hmm. But we have to be efficient. We have to get a lot out. Um, I was not about to put my arms through that. You know, yeah. got enough of a workout lifting the bread flour bag. So <laughs> well, it's funny because I never. I just got tendonitis in my shoulder, oh, no. and I was yeah. making a tart recipe for my newsletter. Yeah. This chocolate tart from Lamboisie, which is amazing. And I finally figured out how do they do it. But rolling it, I couldn't roll the dough. Okay. And it was like, oh, this is hard. And I yeah. used to roll dough. And I used to roll dough like by hand in the right. summer with no air, you know, because I was in San Francisco, nobody mm-hmm. had air conditioning. And someone said to me once, well, if you can make it in the worst conditions, you can make it, it's easy, like yeah. in the best of conditions. Yeah. But I never used a sheeter. I never, okay. we never had a sheeter. So. Oh my gosh. Shape and East got one after what, I left. Yeah, I think <laughs> once once you start working on a sheeter, it's hard to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that that exists, I don't want to roll anything out. <laughs> so we do have breaking news for those of you, you heard it here first, that you are going to be moving to a space to bake in. Yes. We have more space. A little more space, yeah. A little um, more or a lot? A lot more, yeah. So it'll be specific for... Pastry, which is really nice. Um, we are in a very small cramped space. We've mm-hmm. been able to make it work. Um, What's small and tell people how big it is? Oh, we are essentially in a hallway of a basement. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if that gives anybody an image. I'm very bad with like square footage mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but this wasn't set up to be a pastry production. Right. It's about facility. the size of an airplane kitchen, would you say, where the yeah. flight attendants heat up everything? Would you More say? or less, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to give people a perspective. <laughs> like two, two long work tables, but they are up against a wall. It's, you know, somebody walks behind you, you kind of have to step out of yeah. the way. But like you learn how to move and... Yeah, yeah. You, learn, you make it work, and we've made it work for what, a little over two years now, which has been great, but... I want windows. I want space. <laughs> we all want windows. We Daniel all want sick space. Daniel of hearing me say this. <laughs> so he so, came in. <laughs> so every day you don't only do French pastries. Correct. You do pastries from elsewhere. But yeah. before we move on to a few other things, there's this beautiful croissant here. Yeah. And... You don't see croissants that nice in Paris. I'm, 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 yeah. I, 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 I don't want to criticize anybody, <laughs> but it's big... It's not oversized. Yeah. It's beautiful. Right. It's perfect. Yeah. And thank sometimes you. I put pictures on Instagram. People go, why can't we get croissants like that right. in America? Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, I tagged Allie, uh, mine, and I tagged Winners. So yeah. We, you know, stop croissants by. Croissants are um, 
it's hard though. It's it's a work in progress constantly, which mm-hmm. you know we get to a point where I'm happy with the croissant and then all of a sudden it starts doing weird things or shaping starts to get a little off. Yeah. And and so it's it's a work in progress. Right now we're really experimenting with shaping. So mm-hmm. there are some days where batches aren't quite so beautiful. This fortunately was a great batch. Well, you also have bread. You don't make the bread here. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm having a flashback. I remember when you had just re maybe you had just opened or yeah. maybe it was a few months after you me and daniel had mm. wine outside oh yeah and um, one of the local wine shop owners came and we hung out yeah. and we were here till like three in the morning oh wait no i was not part of that oh wait night. Oh, okay that, yeah. i thought you were there <laughs> i okay. was part of the tamer night <laughs> okay okay Whoops. we did have wine outside another okay. night yeah <laughs> but i remember kevin yeah. who's the baker was yes. there for a while yeah and he makes these beautiful baguettes. I won't cut into it because yeah. um, I'm going to, people can hear. Yeah. It's nice and crispy. Um, <laughs> it's almost like a batard, though. It's a little bit bigger yeah. than like a French baguette. Mm. And that's probably because Americans want a bigger loaf. Because Americans don't, I forgot if we were talking before yeah. about this or after, but I was saying, you know, a lot of Americans say, why can't we get pastries like this? Right. America said Americans don't buy bread every day. Right. It's just not our thing. Right. But you sell out. We do. Yeah. And I think I think the community, like, I don't know, Park Slope really took to the concept uh-huh. to where there are people that are buying bread every day. Or, I mean, we have freezers, you know? it's There's nothing wrong with buying a baguette. You don't have to finish it, but mm-hmm. throw it in your freezer. Have a tartine, you know? It's right. like there's so many just little things that I think we're just not accustomed to that... Okay. You know, for you and I, it's yeah. it's simple. It's like, you well, know, if I'm not going to yeah. finish my bread, slice it, freeze it up. Yeah. It well, tastes we, great. Yeah. yeah, we, you know, everyone's like, don't you buy bread every day? Right. It's like, well, you know, it's a lot of bread. Right. Yeah. So. Every day is a lot. Um, but we are, there are a lot of families in Park Slope. Of course, it's not the only dynamic mm. that's here, <laughs> the demographic that's here. Um, but if... If you're a family of four and you buy a baguette, that's not crazy. Well, you know, I keep looking at this croissant. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so dive perfect. Into it. <laughs> I'm a little afraid to dive into it, but there's a few yeah. other things I wanted to dive into. But sure. one thing that's missing from this tray yes. you made is something we might have to do part two of the podcast oh, um, yeah. later because you make these amazing. They're so good pretzels. Oh, that's Kevin. That's oh, Kevin wow. again. Okay, yeah. okay. I got to get Kevin on. All right. Yeah. right. Okay. I thought you made those. No, no, but they are delicious. Roman yeah. once brought me one. And he goes, I oh thought you gosh, might want to so try good. one of yeah. these. And I was like, give me that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I was in Philly before New York. Like pretzels to me are oh, yeah. such, uh, I have to stop myself. Like I tried to uh, not come upstairs with the pretzels. With the out. crunchy salt. Oh, yeah. So good. Well, yeah. when I was a kid growing up in New York, you, yeah. you got pretzels on the street, and now they're, they're kind of disgusting. You know, they buy them from some commissary. Yeah. But in the old days, or maybe I'm just nostalgic. Right. Where did you grow up, by the way? Um, so I grew up in, it's a town called Langhorn, but it's the suburbs of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, Bucks County region. Yeah. Okay. So not, it's about an hour and a half from New York. Not crazy far away. Okay. Um, I love Pittsburgh. I went there a few years ago. I've I, actually never been to Pittsburgh. What's well, far. Yeah. I was like, I'll take far, the train. Right. They're like, no, it's like 12 hours. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. I um, need to go. But it's like, right, a, it's like, like a, a hipster city without far. like, but the hipsters are like real people. Yeah. They're not, you know, <laughs> they're not from somewhere else. They're like right. from Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
It's sort of <laughs> still industrial. Yeah. yeah. And my mother went to college there. Okay, nice. Um, she went to Carnegie Tech, it was called. Okay. Her classmates were Andy Warhol. Oh my goodness. And Barbara Feldon, who you probably, you might be too. Yeah. She was Agent 99 on Get Smart. Okay. That was my mother's best friend. Oh my um, god. That was a TV show. It was very like a cool. spy spoof. Yeah. It was very popular, yeah. I want to say, in the 60s. So wow. you might not have yeah. been born. I wasn't born. But Mel Brooks yeah. made, Mel, it was Mel Brooks did the show. Okay. Do you know who he is? Sounds familiar. Oh, you millennial. <laughs> That's I'm okay. such a millennial. Blazing, sa- Blazing Saddles. Okay, I've Young heard Frankenstein. of Blazing Yeah, yeah. Okay, you have to watch I mean, them. I know the names, yeah. but yeah. Well, Madeline Kahn is in, she's this woman, and she's amazing comedian. Yeah. And she's hysterical. Like, when you go home tonight, go on YouTube and type Madeline Kahn. I'm going to do Khan, a deep Melbourne. dive into yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny, and it's kind of, Great. Um, yeah. this movie, Blazing Saddles, okay. he tackles racism. It's about a small oh, town. Okay. It's like a Western. Yeah. And this, they have a new sheriff, and this guy shows up, and he's black. Okay. And everyone is, you know, and they're these white, small town white yeah. people. And that's not what this podcast is about, but it's no, it's really it's it funny, interesting I mean, spin. Yeah, well, he definitely like made fun of all this. Yeah. It was kind of like there was a show called All in the Family where they sort of okay. made fun of racism yeah. and people who were racist. Right. Unfortunately, a little too relevant today, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. But for the time, like you watch Blazing Saddles yeah. now and the humor, it's like, wow. They yeah. really, it was really a boundary opening okay. how they yeah. they tackled it. And oh, so gosh. we'll go back to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah you, <laughs> no. have a, you have a Maybe watch Maybe like list. an interesting spinoff <laughs> on this uh, podcast. <laughs> so coming back to pastries um, yeah. in America, you've tackled a few classics yes. and you've got examples of them here. Yeah. And one of them, <laughs> one of them, I have a knife. I'm a man with a knife in pastries. Look out for me. We have Sharpies too. So there's a couple pastries here. What is this small cupcake looking thing? Yeah. Can I? Yeah, please take it. Um, So that is the coffee coffee cake. Okay. So, you know, I trained in France, but I am American at the end of the day. And there are certain things Mm. that I crave. I'm cutting a piece for you. Yeah. In case you want. Oh, man. I'm going to eat while you talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure the batter is cracked. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So we're in New York. Coffee cake is kind of a classic here. So it's also kind of tailoring mm, it to mm, our location. Mm. You know, throwing a lot of creme fraiche, um, uh-huh. throwing a lot of ground coffee. The other part of this is we are a coffee shop. So when they're dialing in the espresso, there's a lot of espresso mm. grounds that are left over. So the original idea was how do we repurpose those grounds? And we threw it into the coffee cake. Uh-huh. Wanted to give it a little bit of a spin. That's like, a good how do idea. I make a coffee yeah. cake different? You know? Yeah. Daniel was like, put coffee in it. I'm like, duh. duh. <laughs> of course. Like, a lot of Europeans, I once did a coffee cake yeah. recipe for my blog and I have okay. an international audience. They're like, and where's the like, coffee? They're like, right. I don't understand this. It was right. like they had all been programmed yeah. to ask this question about yeah. there's no coffee in it. Oh, for sure. But I think it got its name because yeah. it goes well with coffee. It goes great with coffee. Yeah. And so, you know, a little added boost of coffee and caffeine in this. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. Thank you. Going around to another, now there's, I have to tell you, you you make these chocolate chip cookies here. And yeah. my partner loves them. We're all mad. Yeah. And they're, they were like, I think they're like $4 each. Yeah. I might be. Okay. I'm he, like, he with came, inflation, I know we've adjusted, but I want to say they're around 4 or 4 Okay. 
And they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they merit the price. I'm yeah. not complaining about the price. But he right. came home one day. He goes, I bought a dozen cookies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, probably yeah. everyone behind you in line right. was probably upset. Yeah. The day we sold out. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> like, that's kind of a lot. I, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a nice to right. buy. It's nice to buy one cookie. Yeah. But the chocolate chip cookies you make are spectacular. Thank you. Yeah. And there's a secret, not so secret ingredient. In yeah. There. Can I cut into it? Yeah, please okay. do. Um, What's the secret ingredient? So malt flour is the secret ingredient in this cookie. Okay, now that's not malt powder. It's not malt powder. It's malt flour. So there's um, a malt house in <gasps> Pennsylvania mm -hmm. called Deer Creek Malt House. Mm -hmm. And I was introduced mm -hmm. to them when I was at Walnut Street Cafe. I need to have a minute with this. Yeah, really please. How <laughs> for you? So, you know, they're... They typically will sell to breweries. It's mm -hmm. malt, malt and beer go okay. hand in hand, obviously. Mm. Um, but they have a mill and they'll ground down any of their malt into a oh, fine wow. flour. Okay. So that's what we're using in this. It's um, really good. Yeah. Mm. We're using regular all-purpose flour as well. But honestly, this flour is so... I think I... When we did have wine outside, I think uh, I brought up some flour to you and it's like, smell this. Oh, it's yeah. like what I do to everybody, which is kind yeah. of odd. <laughs> well, there was a woman who was a yeah. journalist for The New Yorker who okay. was writing an article about Paul yeah. Land bread and she called me. Okay. I said, come over. Yeah. And I actually had her smell flour. <laughs> yeah. Because I had American flour and I had French flour okay. and I talked to her and she was like, She's like, why, why am I doing this? Yeah, well, you know, she was, you know, she yeah. was a very good journalist. Okay. She wanted to know right. why yeah. Paul, what made Great. the bread better. Yeah. And she just happened to land on someone who's a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you, you do smell you ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So um, this cookie is really good. Yeah. And I just think that that, that like, toasty, malty flavor yeah. just, it's like a warm hug to me. You know, when you write cookbooks, everybody always asks you, what's your favorite recipe? Right. And I wrote an ice cream book years ago called mm. The Perfect Scoop. Okay, And it's yeah. all about making ice cream. I might have a copy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I sort of wrote in the book, I said, you know, out of all the flavors in this book, this yeah. is my the favorite was malted. Okay, the malted yeah. ice cream. Yeah. And so it was really easy when people ask me, what's your favorite recipe? I'm like, the malted ice yeah. cream. Yeah. <gasps> mm. Yeah, so, you know, malted flour, mm. it's, it's a common question. I, I don't even know if I have the best explanation. I, I feel like I need to go to the malt house and actually see the whole process, but it's essentially uh, oh, just a germinated been? wheat. I oh, maybe we should do a field should trip. Should we take a field yeah, trip? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring them some cookies. <laughs> yeah. I went to, when I was yeah. in Pittsburgh, I went to the All Clad factory. Okay. Oh, amazing. And they had arranged a visit for me. Yeah. But I got there, they had said, okay, well, you'll yeah. come in this house. I get, they go, well, you have to hurry because the factory is closing down in like 20 minutes for oh my lunch. Gosh. I was like, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, how fast can <laughs> yeah. I see all this amazing? They were making, you know, because it's all made in America. Yeah. So I made it, you know. Did so, you get any, did they give you any like all clad to go? You know, they didn't, but a yeah. friend of mine used to work for all clad. And okay. I met her, I was at a mm. trade show for professionals and okay. she said I just started talking to her she goes you know I have to give all this stuff away at the end because we don't like to pack it up yeah what would you like oh my god I know. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> I know. so I was just like oh my god everything yeah yeah well you know, I was like oh I'll just take the butter warm right. I was trying to be like polite okay. she goes no you want this like stock pot and you want yes. this roasting you, you tried to just take the butter warm yeah. wow and she actually she ended up liking me a lot so yeah. she gave me all this stuff. And I know when I came back to get it, the chef came by. He's like, do you still have my stock pot? Uh, and she's like, oh, I can't find it. And I'm like uh, walking away. Yeah. 
scaring one. But then her and I became really good friends, and right. but now she doesn't work for them. And they got bought out by a French. It's actually owned oh, by a French company. I didn't know that. Okay. By Seb, they make Tefal Tefal okay. cookware. Yeah, interesting. So when they tried selling all clad in France, and it didn't work. Yeah. I think because it was expensive. Okay. You know, it's expensive because right. it's handmade. It's made right. in America, and. Hmm. They just, it's not a mark that is, it's like. Right, they're not familiar they're with not it. not familiar with it. Yeah, makes sense. So getting back, speaking of America, <laughs> where are we on this plate? Monkey bread. Monkey bread, yeah. So you are making monkey bread, but I, I probably should just take a break here and talk about every Saturday. Yes. You do like a daily drop. Yeah, And do. I live in France and I follow you on Instagram. You're mm-hmm. at Ali Spar. Yes. Um, A-L-I-S-P-A-H-R. Yes. Okay, I'll link to it in the post yeah. about it. But people should follow you, because I follow you. And every week I see you're doing this daily drop. Yeah. What is the daily drop? So the Saturday drop was an idea. Or Saturday drop. Yeah, okay. called the Saturday 3 p.m. drop. Um, and it was okay. this, yeah, please okay. do. We have consistent items on the menu that, you know, sometimes we'll change things out seasonally, but... I'm not going to take a croissant off the menu. I'm not going to take a chocolate croissant off the menu. The or cookies. The there, yeah, there are certain mm. things where they're just <gasps> standards here, you know? This uh, the tastes, monkey bread. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, okay. It's indulgent. <laughs> well, it's also the bottom of it is like crunchy caramel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you make this today? This was made today, yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if you've had this before. No. That's also why I added it. I was like, oh, start well, something big. new into the mix. It's big. It's a lot. It's a big and commitment. Yeah, that's a, definitely a shareable item, yeah. I think. My yeah. doctor told me I have to, she said I was nearing my limit in okay. terms of weight. Yeah. And I said, well, I eat really well. I, you know, and I do Pilates yeah. and I, you know, eat fresh food. Right. And she poked my stomach <laughs> like the Pillsbury <laughs> oh, no. Doughboy. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm excuse changing me. doctors. Yeah, yeah excuse me, right. ma- ma'am. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I figured out how to make everything calorie-free, so okay. um, you're good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's this is something yeah. where you can break it apart and you, you eat pieces You can break it apart, it. yeah. Like, and I could eat half of that yeah. right now. My right. argument's also, like, good for the soul, right? You know, maybe don't yeah. need it every day, but... Uh, yeah. Well, I used to have this make thing. Make yourself happy. I used to be so proud yeah. of myself because living in Paris, I was like, you know, my diet, or I said, the way to do this yeah. is you can eat anything you want as long as you walk there to get it and walk home. There you go. And there's a park right by, you know? And according to my doctor, she Doesn't poked work. my stomach. It's not <laughs> yeah. working. So. I don't like this doctor. Yeah, I think we need another opinion. <laughs> well, my doctor is funny because I didn't know this, but she used to have a phone-in radio show in France oh, okay. for sex questions. Oh, wow. What a hip doctor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I go in there, I'm like, yeah. I have like a bump on my forehead. And she's yeah. like, take off all your clothes. I'm like, it's my forehead. Yeah. She wants to, and she wants, and she asked me like personal questions okay. about my life. Yeah. Um, They're very probing. Right. Um, but she's very thorough, which is good. And she's, I think she needs to be a guest on your podcast, right? Uh, she, well, <laughs> she loves not, chocolate. You don't those details yeah. out. But yeah. No, she's great. And she speaks. I, I actually originally went to her because she okay. spoke English. Nice. And, yeah. you know, I just a little moved comforting to for like a medical appointment. Yeah. yeah. But now she's like a legend among other doctors. Like wow. they all like her in France. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah. I've learned that you should always get a doctor that's younger than you. Okay. Because then they retire and you're like, oh, okay, well, I yeah. need, I need you. I now? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good life So I advice. need to find a younger doctor. Okay. I hope she's not listening. If you are a doctor, <laughs> doctor um, I'm, you're, you're stuck with me for a while. <laughs> 
No changes anymore. But her daughter actually lives in Park Slope. She's French. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah, there is a big French community here, which yeah. also might be part of the reason why some of this works, you know? Well, that was, uh, what's his name? Ah, he's going to kill me. Uh-oh. From Supermoon, Rye. Okay. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we have French people that just come in and they just want the plain croissant. Because right. he does all these croissant yeah. stuff to like, you know, Yeah, pistachio. he does a lot, very fun flavors, but very, it's, a it's production. tailored a little more to like an American crop, I would yeah, say. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. get stuff like that in France. Goes, right. But the French people come in and they just want the plain croissant. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun when yeah. we were in Normandy together. His stuff's beautiful too. And his croissants, you know, it's it's like picture perfect. Like, yeah. Ugh. Well, he's, yeah. yeah. But, you know, yours are too, I have it's to say. It's a different style, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm impressed with yours so much. Thanks. Okay, I'm going to have one more bite. And yeah. I'm going to stop. It's and so the monkey good. bread, too, that came about because when we're laminating, we have trim from the croissant lamination mm-hmm. to get really nice, even layers. Sometimes you mm. have to trim off excess dough or where the butter's a little uneven. When it um, fry. Yeah. It's really good. But that's, croissants are expensive. Didn't yeah. want to be tossing out this dough. Mm-hmm. And so this is our way of repurposing it was into a monkey bread, which, you know, is like a nod to my childhood. I remember making monkey bread with my okay. mom using like Pillsbury dough oh, biscuit, really? you know? <clears throat> yeah. We very, never, uh, very we different brownies. than this one. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, people used to ask me, you're, you're, you might be too young. They're like, why do you bake? Yeah. And I was like, well, I like to measure things. Okay. And in the yeah. old days, there was this brand called Good Season Salad Dressing. Okay. Yeah. I and don't it came know with it. like a cruet, like a glass cruet, uh-huh. and a powder, like it was like nice. spices. Yeah. And you'd put the powder in, and there was a line for oh, the, I think I, the vinegar, the, for the like, oil, shake, and yeah. water. And you shake it. I do remember it. this. Yeah. And I remember I loved measuring <laughs> that out, and I made this salad dressing every day it's for funny. our family. Yeah. I think they still sell it. Okay. Probably. Yeah. yeah. They changed the cruet years ago, which it used to have this green stopper on top that okay. was like 60s. Then yeah. they put this glass one, so it, oh. it ruined it. Yeah. It didn't Not ruin it, but yeah. It doesn't feel the same, though. Yeah. But they had a woman named Anna Maria Alberghetti. Okay. And she did TV because she was like some Italian, I don't even know what she, maybe a singer that okay. n- nobody in America, I mean, she wasn't well known in America, I should mm. say. And she be, everyone was like, she was the face of Good Seasons. She was like, it was Italian salad. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but I love what you're doing here at Winter. So it was great to talk to you. And yeah. every time I come to Brooklyn, which is not often enough, I look you up. Oh and I send gosh, you a text, yeah. and I hope you, can, no, you have time to run like down a, and say hi. it's always a much appreciated visit to see yeah. you in the neighborhood. And um, oh. yeah, it's funny because, you know, I... I met you when I was in culinary school in Paris for oh, a book that's right. signing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my but, God. I mean, we need to add this to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you came to a book probably, signing. Yeah, I want to say like 2014, maybe. Was I nice to you? Yeah, you okay. were very nice okay. to me. Yeah. Because somebody wrote me once, they left a comment, and she said, I met you like 20 years ago, and you weren't nice to oh, me no. at a book signing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because usually I'm pretty nice. Right. Although someone wrote me once when I started my blog, he was mad at me about okay. something. He goes, and you're telling people you're like this nice person. I'm going to tell everyone you're not nice. I'm like, I actually never told anyone I was nice. Yeah. Like, I've never told that. Right. I tell my partner that now. I'm like, I'm very yeah, nice. Yeah, I feel like I tell people opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm mean. I'm a monster. Yeah, so I am I'm not like, oh, nice. Not. I used to throw things <laughs> yeah. at people. But the woman was mad at me, okay. and she remembered it. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I'm very sorry, yeah. but. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're at those things. And, yeah, and you, you're having an off day. Or you're Very tired. Human. Yeah. Or you're also tired. Right. You can always like, be nice. Yeah. I mean, I try to right. be nice, but. Yeah. Um, and so do you. But sometimes. Yeah. Have you ever, do you have, you're like a really nice person. But <laughs> do you ever explode in the kitchen? Yeah, we could uh, interview a few people in my life. We'll okay. See, no. 
<laughs> um, I. Because you're super nice. I think like you. on a scale of one to ten, you're a nine. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm like a seven. So. See, I would say you're. An, I have no. I would say you're a nine also. I would say like Daniel might be a ten. Daniel's chef a chef owner. One. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's a negative. I'm oh, no. just kidding. No, okay. I like to give him a hard time. Um, he's very sweet. He's yes, very, he's like a a very, sweet, very nice yeah. person. Yeah, he's a nine. great person to work for. Nine, he's a, we're nine all point nine. two, nine okay. across the board. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, of course, I think working in a kitchen's stressful. I yeah. think when I first got started, you're battling with your ego too. Yeah. And so I was, was like, I'm going to be this strong, powerful woman chef and mm. That just turned into a temper. And so, yeah, I, I definitely had my moments. And I still have my moments. I, I have a temper, yeah. you know? That's yeah, like, yeah. that is who I am. Um, well, every I day think, is not like a great day. Yeah, um, not every day is a great day. And we had talked about this when you saw me today. A lot of my day is problem solving. And so <laughs> sometimes when it's problem after problem, you reach your limit. You're only human. Yeah. Or someone doesn't show up at yeah. work. You know, it doesn't even matter how hard, like, Baker, like, you work yeah. also. And if someone doesn't show up or if they're sick, a lot of people oh don't realize gosh. they're like, yeah. they're like, I can't believe people in the restaurant world have to work when they're sick. I'm right. like, well, there's nobody to cover for them. Unfortunately, and I think that has been a huge challenge with COVID is COVID yeah. people are obviously not allowed in yeah. <laughs> if you have COVID, if you've tested positive. You know, we've we've had to really tackle that, and especially with the Omicron um wave there was a time when it, everybody was sick. not yeah it was it was coming in waves but every department was short-staffed and mm -hmm. to make that work is it felt impossible it's so stressful you find ways you get creative I think the biggest takeaway I've had which has more or less been how I've wanted to run the pastry program is Train everybody on everything, mm -hmm. you know? So if somebody's out, it's not like one person knows how to laminate. Like, no, everybody has to know how to okay. Everybody has to know how to do everything so that if somebody's sick, if somebody's out for two weeks. Yeah. Well, you actually have, we a, have smart, a smart system here because yeah. people that don't know at winter, there is no indoor sit-down seating. There's right. outdoor seating. Yeah. But when you're waiting in line, there's a blackboard. Yeah. And then when you're sold out of things, you put a little thing yeah. that says sold out. Right. And it's not always, you know, everyone's like, oh, I, I was waiting. And like, yeah. if I was coming for the, okay, going back to the Saturday drop, yeah. there was an Almond Joy donut. Yes. Like, I would be upset if I didn't get it. <laughs> but I understand because you yeah. can't make everything. We can't, and I quantity. mean, the amount of angry emails that, oh, <laughs> like I um, haven't had to deal with, but people get frustrated and I get yeah. it. But I think that's a little bit a part of the model is, we expand and we we improvise and we get you know we're getting to a yeah. point to where we can provide more we can do more our our pars have increased drastically from where we started mm -hmm. but sometimes we can't do it we're only human yeah. you know you, it's it's kind of this model of we do what we can do because we stand behind a certain quality we mm -hmm. stand behind a certain work life balance that we don't want to sacrifice in the mix just so that we can make you know an excessive amount of pastries yeah. And we don't want any leftover. That's the other thing. We don't want food yeah. waste. So. Well, one thing I learned, yeah, because everything's expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to throw out a you croissant. Don't want to throw out we took hours shaping and laminating. So. Well, one thing I think that people have become more, maybe, you know, I don't get the angry emails, but yeah. people have become more forgiving and flexible because yeah. it's like, okay, well, the restaurant's closing or the restaurant, we can't do this right. today because someone's sick. And things are normalizing now. Yeah. 
Well, like I remember during COVID, somebody scheduled me to do an online seminar and mm-hmm. the timing got was wrong. It was like 1.30 a.m. my time in oh, Paris. My it was like yeah. a cocktail seminar. I was like, right. they're like, well, people have already signed up. And I said, well, you know, we just, I, I said, I'm not doing a cocktail seminar. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone understood. Right. You, know, was you like, have your boundaries. Well, yeah. I think right. 11 p.m. is my limit to do a cocktail <laughs> seminar. <think> that's fair. <laughs> Well, it was great to have you on. Yeah, Thanks so much so for to talking talk to, to me. Yeah. yeah, it's great to talk to you. This is usually <laughs> you're running you. around. I know. Yeah. yeah, you actually were able to sit me down for a minute. Your stuff is really, really good. And I'm not just saying that because we're sitting here. Yeah, no, that means I a dream lot about to me. your pastries. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's fun to talk about and it's fun to get reactions every once in a while because being in the kitchen, you know, it's you don't always hear that. Sometimes you produce, yeah. you're like, do people even like this? Yeah. Going open, I was like, Daniel, is this even working? He's like, look at the line. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a line. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody talks about yeah. your pastries. So I talk about them all oh, the time too. Yeah. So and that's why people are disappointed when things run out because right. if, if it wasn't good, they'd be like, oh, I'll just go to Rite Aid and grab some M&Ms. Right, yeah. it's like a good <laughs> frustration, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. So you're Ali Spar. You're the pastry chef here at Winner. Is it Winner NYC or just Winner? Just Winner. 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 In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, in yeah. Open. You're open every day. We are, yeah. And it's casually. You just come by. Yeah. You open at what time? 7.30. Okay. Yeah. Until... Until, I might get this wrong, I believe okay. it's until 7 p.m. Uh, call first, check the website, yeah. check Instagram. Yeah. That's how I But I, if you want early morning pastries... Get here before 10. Or the breakfast sandwich <laughs> the on breakfast a homemade sandwich. English muffin. I know. Yes. I actually had one once because I was is, jet lagged. That was one I wanted to throw on the tray. I'm like, it's going to be a little bit past its prime if I do that. Oh, well, somebody, <laughs> somebody I know would have been jealous because they come here sometimes and they're out. Okay. And they are like, oh, they run out. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank Early you so much, day. Allie. Yeah. And people can follow you at on Instagram. Yes. You're at? At Allie Spar. Okay. That's yeah. A-L-I. S-P-A-H-R. S-P-A-H-R. H-R, yep. I spelled it in front of me, but yeah. I didn't. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm on a sugar high. The German last name, the H doesn't make sense. But. Okay. No, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, a French friend of mine was learning English, and he goes, I don't understand this whole thing about K. Like, why don't yeah. you pronounce it at the beginning of words like knife and oh. no and knowledge. It's very confusing, yeah. Well, it is, but I said, well, you know, on the other hand, in French, you don't pronounce, you don't pronounce the last 40% yeah. of the word. <laughs> yeah. Like, H is not pronounced. bad, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're not allowed to pick up. <laughs> but I guess in the old days, people pronounce like Paris. People would say Paris. Okay. Yeah. Now it's Paris. Yeah. But people would say Paris. Right. And you were a French major. I was. I'm jealous. Do you know all those verb conjugations? I did. Oh, no. I, the plus I que parfait. I had a... Il faut. I was great at French, yeah. And okay. now I feel like I don't, I don't practice it. So I'm sure okay. it's. You can practice there in it with Roman. Yeah, we'll do a swap. I'll come work for you. And you, can, oh you can hang out with Roman for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned something right, about not having a French partner. I said, I said to his brother, I said, you know, I don't think I've formed a complete sentence. Yeah. Since I moved to France. Because every time I yeah. say anything to Roman, he like cuts me cuts off in the off. middle yeah. of the sentence. I'm like, stop cutting me off, and he cuts me off. <laughs> French. Yeah. yeah, I had a I had a French boyfriend for a bit, and yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, 
They're very sweet. I know the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, Roman's very sweet. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah. Very particular. Yeah. Well, Roman, it's funny. One of the things he does, and I didn't realize this was, like, we'll be, like, racing out the door. We have to go to the theater or something. Right. And I'm like, where's Roman? He's, like, polishing his shoes. Like, we're late for the train. He's like, just a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> Okay, well, that we'll save that for part two. But thank you so yeah, much for being on, Ali. I really appreciate yeah. it. And thank you. And I'm David Leibovitz. You can find me at davidleibovitz.substack.com. By the way, you can subscribe to this podcast, too. If you're in the podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify, or one of the other systems, where I don't know what you call them, where people listen to podcasts or platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the techie. But, um, <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks, Allie. <laughs> of okay. course. Bye-bye.